0: hello everybody kj here i hope you're having a wonderful wonderful holiday season whatever you're celebrating and you're gearing up towards the new year mama shim and i are both uh separately ill <laughs> and we're both getting over a little something neither of us have covid so d- d- don't worry about that but we're just sort of like on the mend at the moment so we thought it would be fun to upload a couple of our favorite episodes for the end of the year. So we're going to start with Mama Shimsham's favorite episode from the year, which was Queer Rage, where we talked about the headlines. We read headlines, and we got fiery passionate about things, and really, really dug in on the news. And we definitely had some really interesting conversations surrounding some of the more more uh, dire news from earlier this year in March. So please enjoy our re release of Courage, our episode from March 3rd of this year. Enjoy! Queer Mo, it's the Queer Mo cast, it's the Queer Mo, it's the Queer Mo cast. Welcome to the Queer Mo.
1: Hello. Welcome to KJ and Shim, Shim. We present the Queermo cast. Yes, the Queermo cast. Hello. KJ, welcome.
0: Oh, thank you. Welcome to you as well. How are you today?
1: You know, it's Sunday. I'm feeling lazy. We're recording on a Sunday. I'm feeling lazy. Um, but, you know, I'm drinking my coffee, I'm relaxing, the sun is out, which is very bizarre, so. Oh, it feels good. How are I'm you so doing? I'm also relaxing with
0: some coffee, just got a a, a, a third mug, third mug of coffee for the day, um, <laughs> uh, take a little sip there for you, a little ASMR, um, it, we, yeah, like, like I was saying before we hit record, I, uh. Uh, I teach my two classes at the uh, JCC. Um, I have a water exercise dance class, um, a water. Actually, I just call it water dance is what we call it. It's um, um And then I have a, uh, a dance fusion class of just like a bunch of different dance styles that I teach on Sundays as well. So do that. Come home and the rest of the day, try to do as little movement as possible because I get it all out of the way right away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get in the pool? I get in the pool for my Sunday class, yes. On Fridays and Thursdays when I teach, I teach from the deck.
1: That sounds nice. I've been dreaming of the water. I've been, I I think I want to go somewhere where I can at least get into maybe like a hot tub. Oh, a hot tub. I will
0: say, Jay got in the hot tub this morning before class and I just stuck my feet in because I didn't want my whole body to get in the hot tub and then go get in the pool. Because um, sometimes that's like... That's a chilly blast, and right before I teach, <laughs> don't don't necessarily need that. Um, but no, I uh, I agree. If you can, like a Y membership, just as like a place to go sometimes. Now that like, um, maybe maybe in like five months when it feels a little bit more comfortable <laughs> to be in crowds. <laughs> five months or another year, hopefully not. I'm kidding. I I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> but I 100% advocate. Getting in the water—it's really nice.
1: I know. I used to for for a hot second. I was going to the Y. I would sit, uh, or I would swim in the morning, and then I'd go in the hot tub after. Oh, Mm. that's so nice. So nice, just to soak. (laughs) (laughs) But now since COVID, I just work out at home, which I actually love. It's so convenient. But I do miss having options. I can only do what I can do. Not sure. Mean.
0: No, absolutely. <laughs> no, I do. I'm familiar. Yes. For um. Sure. And no, it's it, it is like now that so update, Jay and I did have covid. I wasn't just feeling sick the last time we recorded. It was indeed the a coronavirus. Um, relatively mild case all things considered. A week Five to six days of feeling relatively rough. The first three to four days were the worst. And then um, another, you know, five days, you know, four or five days of like healing up. And then our 10 days were over. We got out of uh, what I've heard referred to as
1: COVID jail
0: recently, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm like, that's not prison.
1: <laughs> That's Which not... I've been trying to get into COVID jail. It's <laughs>
0: it's very it's a very exclusive
1: membership
0: and it's limited, <laughs> limited time
1: only. No, we both were sick. Um, uh, KJ got sick after me, and I had um, not confirmed, but what I can only think is a listeria. Yeah, there was a listeria outbreak in the Midwest from uh, salad from from a salad you buy in the store which I buy every week and um oh I was so sick and then you got COVID um it was a rough beginning to this year (laughs) It,
0: it really makes you think twice about eating those vegetables (laughs) They're
1: so dangerous. Well, it's true. I've I've switched up the brands I'm buying. Mm I I honestly didn't care about brands. I just bought what was ever there. But I'm now purposely, at least for my greens, I'm now only buying organic. And I don't know if that prevents listeria, but at least it's um. And then if I can buy local, I try to. But it's winter in Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a brand. That I know comes from, I think it might be Mondovi, Wisconsin. There is a, a greenhouse there. Um, we used to get some some produce from there up in, up in Minneapolis. Because they try to source as locally as possible at one of the co-ops I shop at. Because she bougie. Um, <laughs> and uh, there, is a, there is a greenhouse uh, right outside the Twin Cities that I do get my greens from. When I can afford it, which is not very often because it is a little pricey, but they are grown in a greenhouse in the area, which does make me feel like, okay, maybe it's, I have a bit more, it's, it's like that illusion of control. I have quote unquote more control over where my food comes from, but you know, it's, it could just be placebo effect, like making me feel better, like sort of a thing, but. Considering the state of everything else, I don't think that's the biggest thing on my plate to worry
1: about. So, um. And speaking of the state of everything else, that is what I want us to talk about today. I just, this is not a deep dive, this is not a peer reviewed, in depth thing, but I wanted to run um, by. I wanted to run over some headlines with you, oh, <laughs> and just uh, see how gentle you're listener.
0: I have absolutely no idea what we're talking about today, but I think I have an inkling now.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it might be fun <laughs> to go through today's headlines and see where we're at. And like I said, this is not a um, peer-reviewed deep dive. This is just because so much crazy shit is happening, and I just. Like, this is a moment where I want to use the phrase, and I just can't even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are, is this just going to be, like, an entirely reactionary gay rage episode? Is this, this just a queer is, rage episode?
1: Oh, that's what we need. We need a word. That's combination gay rage. Ooh, a queer rage, Queer rage? Crage? I don't know, but I like it. Okay, are you ready? I don't know if you've heard of this. But there is a trucker who wants a group of truckers to drive to Washington, D.C. this coming week in protest because they believe the January 6th insurrectionists were not treated fairly. You. <laughs> Would you care to describe what my face
0: just did? I feel like I just
1: ran through a whole ton of emotions visually. KJ just shit their pants. And they no longer wish to be my friend.
0: (laughs) I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Um, Have you heard of this? So I had not. Um, Surprisingly, I didn't... um,
1: you I know, didn't... there's a lot of news, well... and I think we all have to. Um, I think we all have to take it in doses. Yeah, I
0: know. You know what? I'm, I'm here for this. Um, for this like uh, cross, cross queer. I don't know how we how we want to do this like news pipeline that you, me, and Junko have going on right now, where all three of us are tuned into three different areas of the news, <laughs> and we're like here, commiserate with me. <laughs> learn more about <laughs> this with me please um so okay my initial reaction is ah! <laughs> and then after i move slightly past that and the um the 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 initial like nervous system reaction kind of calms itself slightly um really what it takes me through is just <clears throat> there are a number of people who really feel like this world that we live in does not work for them and they are feeling like the world is changing around them and that they're being left behind and what what it feels to me is like twofold they are unable or unwilling to get on the ride with the rest of us towards something better in certain ways so they must dig their heels in and try to yank us backwards but also to look at it from even like with an iota of empathy, um,
1: <laughs> I was, I'm shocked at this um, very empathetic response. I
0: need to start from here so I don't immediately erupt. <laughs> um, let me let me let me make that very clear. Um, people are really hurting. They're really really frustrated and. Most of us are correct. The gi- the the powers that be, in most ways, do not have the general public's best interest at heart because we don't have money and power to perpetuate more money and power. So, that is where I can empathize with the idea of like something must be done. Shifting gears, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're being a whiny crybaby. Your person that you did not that 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 you wanted to win did not win, um, and there's just absolutely no evidence to to back any of that up, and we don't even have to do a deep dive on that. Several other podcasts have done a much better deep dive on that, yeah. and um, we do not have to prove it. You're just wrong. That is that is wrong. But but I know that that is not a conversation that would go anywhere, right?
1: Yeah, and so I'll give you a little bit more information. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) This is the New York Times. Mm. Um, A caravan of truckers that left California for Washington, D.C. on Friday. So this is Friday, February 26th. Um, to protest coronavirus mandates arrived in Las Vegas early Saturday with only five trucks in its ranks. The organizers said, oh, so this is different. I thought this was about Trump. It's the Freedom Convoy USA 2022. (laughs) Uh, This is modeled after the Canadian protests that drove off this week toward Washington to demand, among other things, an end to the pandemic national emergency. Oh, so I was confused. I thought this, but let's look here quick. I think it's also about insurrectionists.
0: They probably sympathize with them at the very least, if nothing else.
1: <laughs> um. Well, here, so a little bit later in the article, it says, it talks about how there's multiple convoys merging together. So there's lots of truckers. Mm. Um, about f- okay, let's see. They're all aligned with far right organizations. Oh, and here, here it's saying, and there are connections to the January sixth Capitol attack. So let's okay. Okay,
0: so let's 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 backtrack. I'm actually now taking back every bit of empathy that I have, <laughs> and here's why. We are at a point. I actually just had a really great conversation with one of my participants today where like we uh, we, we were kind of commiserating about the fact that we both in the last couple of months have had COVID. But like we're we're still like s- distancing as much as we can. We are still trying to we you know we, we wear masks. We'll probably continue wearing masks into the future whenever we're sick, because that's a basic fucking human courtesy. Uh, <laughs> and it's not that difficult. You are not asking for something that, A, is even possible. You want the pandemic to just end, is what you want. And guess what? Yeah, so do we all. That would be lovely. But you know what would make it end faster? If you would wear your goddamn mask. (laughs) If you would social distance and follow any guideline. One. Follow one of them.
1: I That's where I struggle, because none of us like these guidelines. None of us do. And... I am feeling particularly gaslighted as a nurse right now because I'm a nurse. I work in people's homes. um, I have patients who have active COVID, um, but I'm a necessary, um, (laughs) I'm a, what do you call that? Uh, Essential worker. Essential worker. So I gown up, I wear my paper gown, my N95, my face shield. Um, I cover everything with bleach after I leave the home but I see patients with COVID so I have to follow um, COVID-19 protocols more strictly than most people and and so I'm feeling particularly gaslighted because the world is, is back to normal in the United States especially this part of Wisconsin um, everyone's doing whatever they're going out to eat I mean, I feel like even concerts are happening. Um, everything <laughs> and occasionally they might require masks,
0: <laughs> but sure.
1: everything is back to normal. So I am just like left here thinking, D- do I just do? Do I just go back to normal? Because um, I've been doing this for two years. Is it two- yeah, two years now? and um it just doesn't feel like everyone has been doing this for two years <laughs> yeah, and that's
0: because not everybody has been and there is yeah that's again this is not a literature review deep dive but let's just be <laughs> honest this anecdotal is enough on this one um we both know people in our in our general circles of being who refuse to follow any of the guidelines acted like it was all a big hoax, blah, blah, blah. And again, it comes right back to the same thing. January 6th, it comes back to the insurrectionists, it comes back to these people who, again, have legitimate reasons for feeling some of the ways that they do, but are unwilling to, like, look at the, <clears throat> the the frankly, necessary nuance of power dynamics that they play within. I'm sorry, like, cis straight white dudes, like, walking up, walking up with a freaking gun. Like, that. <clears throat> that is a power dynamic that... It, they're they're not willing to like contend with whereas Minneapolis is still gunning down unarmed or legally armed and again it doesn't matter but those are actual facts in those cases black people
1: I know, that's what makes me so mad, is any time white people are protesting, the police are like, oh, we can't arrest anyone until they break the law. You know, we gotta treat them with respect. They have a right to bear arms. Um, but then whenever black people protest, they immediately go, oh, they're disturbing the peace, and they start arresting people. Even though the black people probably... Have protested way more politely, way um and, and for a cause I actually agree with. <laughs> and the white people are protesting way more violently, way more in your face. And oh, it's it's so frustrating right now to be alive in the United <laughs> States and in the world.
0: Well and it's 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 like again, like our our queer rage is also coming out because it's it's difficult to to like see the ways in which we are like so many like political and social movements are aligned in in like more than just like a small venn diagram way right like our needs and our like demands for the way that we want society to move forward are often very convergent um and it's just it's it's difficult to see like okay so we can't pass a law that says that we can't actually change the fact that uh, cops can't just barge into your house and murder you because our mayor in Minneapolis, hey mayor Fry, you suck, um, says that he got rid of no knock warrants and then that was all just a lie, you know. And we see that 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 happening and we're like, so social progress in in general is just not something that you're actually interested in. So like if I came to you with an actual issue um you know about like cops terrorizing queer people nothing will be done about that either because it just you know it it like that's not only the message it sends but like the clear reality
1: oh absolutely so to go back to this article so i didn't have all my facts straight but the part i remembered And then now I'm at is... So it sounds like their reasoning has to do with a variety of topics. COVID and the insurrection being kind of the two main ones. But here's the part I remembered. So... 700 National Guard troops are going to be in the Washington DC area this coming week to prepare for demonstrations. <laughs> so, um to kind of summarize, it just sounds like all these different truckers, and I don't know why truckers <laughs> are going to the DC area and the National Guard is going to be present. Um and so it's it's crazy. It is madness. Um what are your predictions? Well, any well, do you think anything will happen this week? Do you think any violence will happen or do you think it's just going to be um boring?
0: I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're on CNN right now. Um can, can you predict the mayhem? Um so here's 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 where my brain re- immediately went and this is just like the reality of having had lived in DC for a while. Um how are they going to get their trucks in and around the city? It's a right. very narrow city. Um, the streets are barely designed for the vehicles that are designed to be there. Um, so I'm just I think imagining. That's
1: my, <laughs> I think that was my reaction too. Is that uh, if you have all these truckers in the area, the city's going to shut down. No that's, one's going to yeah. be able to get around. You
0: can barely get around the D.C. area on <laughs> in a vehicle as it as it is. Um, the D.M.V. area. Um, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia, for those of you not in the know, um, <laughs> uh, uh, is is a very like especially the closer you get to the actual district it gets very, very congested. And that's why most people take public transit in that area.
1: So I wonder if that's going to be the big thing is that part of me wonders if it'll just fizzle out since the National Guard's going to be there and they're kind of preemptive about it. Um, These truckers don't strike me as brave people for fighting for a cause. They just kind of strike me as, like, kind of, I don't know, whiny. Uh, <laughs> I I wonder if it's just going to fizzle out and there I won't mean, really be a big demonstration. That's
0: my legitimate hope, and I am trying to hold on to those vestiges of hope. Because, like, the the problem with... I just hit my microphone. The, <laughs> the problem with even talking about all of this in like a like a predictive sense is a most of the people who align themselves with this type of ideology are they themselves relatively unpredictable in terms of the way they're going to behave and the way that they understand the world but it's also um uh based on my experience with individuals in my own family who um occasionally align themselves this way um they truly believe that what they're doing is, like, the right thing to do. Um, and when you are aligned spiritually within yourself with what you believe is the correct behavior, um, you know, we've, we've seen it. Um, people, people, people get wild. And um, white people in particular, we, as a general culture, we do seem to think that we don't, uh, we don't have to follow the rules when we don't like the outcome.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. White people, very entitled, we feel. And it's because white people get away with shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they feel entitled and they're treated that way, too. Yeah. I mean, so... in- I think about um, all the white people when they went to the Michigan Capitol with guns. And they were treated with respect. I was just like... Mm-hmm. Oh my uh anyway and here's my frustration with news coverage right now is people people always want to give voice to multiple sides of an issue and here's the problem white supremacy is not a side that's a hateful um doctrine that people believe in. That is not a side of an issue. Nazism and neo-Nazism is not a side of an issue. Like, that is what's frustrating me right now, is these right-wing crazies are not a side. And I am sick and tired of the media treating... um, The only... Alter- yeah, I'm just sick and tired of them giving voice to those causes and treating them like a legitimate viewpoint.
0: Yeah, no, 100 percent, because it's hard enough because we as a general ugh, we we as a general culture, as a general society here in the United States, we have been brought up in the the rich and unfortunate broth of white supremacy that is what this country is built upon it's what most imperialist nations were built upon um the idea that we are white people and now we own this and you go now um whether it's because we (laughs) we send you away or we uh, send you away walking away or send you away in a bag one way or the other you know that that is how this country was formed and many other imperialist nations were formed um and when you see people who are not just perpetuating it, but like living in it proudly, it is, I wish it could be more shocking to me, but it's still also like, wow, how, <laughs> how are we still here? <laughs> like it's both at the same time. Um, and it's a lot to process. And the best thing I can do, we will post some, uh, we will definitely make sure that we post some ways in which you can uh, get involved contact people um, if you feel up to taking a more active stance in any of these issues we'll talk about today we'll post some some uh some resources down below for you to peruse and some people that you can actively support to help you feel like not only are you contributing something positive but also that you are at least doing something small to counteract all of this madness because yeah. it can feel very powerless right now because we are not oh. in charge of the world the way that we want to
1: believe. All right. Are you are you ready for our next news headline?
0: I am I? I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's it's just a wonderful time to be alive right now. Um, <laughs> and so our next news headline is Russia has invaded the Ukraine. How, how do you? How do you feel about okay. that, KJ?
0: So, I saw an incredibly short but powerful post, uh, the uh, yesterday, I believe, that said, "You do not need to be a expert an expert or make bold proclamations about large world events that you do not fully grasp." And so, my response to this is. This is bad news for a number of reasons. Not only should Russia not be doing what they're doing, the United States should not immediately be throwing their hat into the ring as the mitigators of someone else's fight. Because the United States has to stop doing that as a general rule. Um... I know, my
1: initial reaction to this was, I was, when I heard, because I knew Russia had troops along the border, and we all know Putin's just like a piece of shit. And so, when I heard, and this is my, I mean, we're not in the Ukraine. This is a horrible conflict. People are dying. People are suffering. It's awful. So, if I make jokes, I don't mean to make light of a situation. It's just Kind of, I I think when we make jokes about it's just because the news right now is so heavy. It is so heavy, and my initial reaction was like, I don't got time for a World War Three. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, was just like, it's come on. I'm just trying to get to work and go
0: home. <laughs> and that's and that's well, that's that's a lot of it. Is we are still expected, to, like the world keeps turning even while all of this insanity is happening, and for some reason. We can't just like hit the stop button on some things and like collectively take time to process and like get get with it and figure out like how we want to proceed with our lives. Nope. The world just keeps on turning. And the reality is, is that you're absolutely right. Sometimes to get through that, you have to find ways to like not even just make light of the situation, but find a way to not totally have it curl you up in the fetal position for the next 20 years. Because some days it feels like that's all I can do is just, like, curl up in a ball, lay my head down.
1: <laughs> and, like, and then part of me also wants to acknowledge how... I definitely thought about how, like, last summer, um, the military invaded Myanmar and killed student protesters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you aren't familiar with that, Myanmar is formerly Burma. It's right by Thailand. And then there's conflict, conflicts going on all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely want, um, I also wanted to acknowledge that, like, we give a shit because um, the United States cares more about what's happening in Europe. And we just, it's just true. It is just true. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking about that, and I was also like, but because of our ties to Europe, I also understand why we care more. Because when Russia does something like this, like like you just said, we might rope ourselves into this.
0: Yep. And, and, and here's the thing. It, we didn't care when it was mostly black and brown people suffering. Yeah. As a country. Um, we suddenly it's, care because it's mostly white people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, anyway, I yeah, I don't know if we need to spend a ton of time on this one, just because, well, A, it's actively happening. We don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's very scary. And I think, and two, whenever something happens in Europe and we call it a world war, also very egotistical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the world wars obviously did affect the world, but still, it's just like, like you said, this is... It's so hard to have an opinion. I mean, the only opinion you can have is this is bad and this is scary, and I hope it doesn't turn into a international. Well, a, it's already an international crisis. Turn into I don't know. You go
0: honestly. <laughs> like like my 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 one stance on this is that war is bad and it just shouldn't happen. Like yeah. there there is there is really nothing else to say because again, we as the general population just don't have. The power and control over what these particular individuals who think of themselves as kingpins, they get to make the decisions about the rest of the world in a lot of ways. and they continue to choose the side of, yes, let's murder, Please, let us mass murder. like that's that's the side they choose every single time. And um, it's a, uh, yeah, the the really the the only stance I have is um I am I am against war in general and um i really don't uh i don't see how you there really isn't a side to pick here
1: in a lot of ways no it's I, just, exactly. it shouldn't happen but and uh, so um also another thing i was thinking about and i was just pulling it up on my phone here because there's multiple articles about this is that um the lgbtq community russia is horrible to the lgbtq community And so you, the Ukraine, I don't know exactly all of their policies and stances on LGBTQ plus issues, but I know they're more liberal than Russia. And so here it just says LGBTQ plus Ukrainians brace for human rights abuses as Russia invades. So not, it's, that's a scary thing too, you know, and I, as a queer person, um, and that's not just Ukraine, you know, all, all the countries of the world that have horrible backwards LGBTQ plus policies, um, you really feel for those people. Because here in the United States, it's not perfect, but it's definitely better.
0: It's better. Um, and it's really hard to say that out loud, considering what is also going on in the United <laughs> States, that it is <clears throat> better here. Because that is true. That is that is uh, That is verifiably true. Um well, welcome, and also, transition. yep, and also, <laughs> I bet I know what your next, what your next headline is.
1: Thank you, transitioning um, to a wonderful. So they're calling it the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida. Um, I don't know where this stands currently. So, like I said, this is not a peer-reviewed deep dive. This is just two queermos reacting to the barrage of news we get on a daily basis. Um, But here's what I do know is that they're calling it the don't say gay bill because Florida does want to outlaw teaching LGBTQ plus anything, not even like issues, but just like acknowledging our existence basically but it is not just a queer issue they want to ban talking about race and racism they want to they want to ban a whole variety of um education so how do you feel about that
0: (laughs) so uh, i was I was just uh, actually grabbing my phone because, okay, so one thing, it did, so unfortunately the bill passed the House of Representatives. It did, it was like a 60-something to 40-something vote in favor of the bill. It is now heading to the Florida State Senate, and then it will end up, if it passes the Senate, it will end up on Ron DeSantis's, because apparently that's how you pronounce his last name, the moron. Um, uh,
1: And I just have to, my initial reaction to that is, this is real life. Yes, I cannot believe this is fucking happening right now. I
0: <clears throat> I can and cannot believe it at the same time.
1: That, actually, yeah, that is much and, more and
0: accurate. and I know that that's what you meant. <laughs> I just well, wanted
1: to make the ex- the implicit explicit. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you can't, but then as soon you're right, as soon as you said that I'm like, but then you also can because <laughs> truckers are driving to d c <laughs> because um, they don't want to wash their hands
0: so recently, I have been trying to move away from my from from Instagram because Instagram has been making me um has been making my yourself. clinical depression. <laughs> Worse, yes. It, it, it's been making my legitimate, like, de- like depression, like, dark, deep dives um, worse um, in the past <laughs> And year? you're welcome
1: for today's yes. episode.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming, all three of you who have probably left by now. Um, but uh, also, this is how Austin and I talk to each other a lot. This is basically the conversations we used to have back and forth to each other pre-COVID. Um, <clears throat> but I saw a... <laughs> So I saw a a this this was actually from the Texas GOP um which is also um trying to pass laws. Um, <laughs> and see
1: that's what I wa- why Florida matters is because it's not isolated. It's not
0: just Florida. Um, it's
1: happening all over the country and this is definitely combined with this CRT panic yes. which is critical race theory critical which race theory which honestly that term has changed meaning it used to mean um critical race theory was a graduate level legal topic mm-hmm. where things like housing discrimination how like how racism is combined with our laws yep. like housing discrimination and things like that it was it was graduate level it was a Tough topic, but now the media <laughs> is using this term CRT just to mean basically discussions of racism. Pretty
0: race. much, and it yeah. was actually, I cannot remember his name, I will link to the video about this because... um Some more news, which is a great YouTube channel. If you want hour-long videos about really tough topics to digest, they make them digestible and funny, Um, as funny (laughs) as they can possibly be. Which is what we're trying to do right now, and I don't know if it's working. Um, But they have no. but (laughs) But there was there was one person actually, one man in a lot of ways who was kind of responsible for making CRT critical race theory a talking point and kind of getting the definition changed in people's minds to spark outrage. And that's exactly what's happening with these with these don't say gay bills and with um, what what I saw from from the Houston Chronicle on Twitter, Shelley Luther. Don't know if anybody you've ever heard of her. Um, she's a Texas GOP candidate and a former teacher. Let's just focus on that for a second. A fucking former <laughs> teacher who said transgender children make her uncomfortable. And she complained that their classmates weren't allowed to make fun of them. And I tweeted back at that. What is so rotten in your life that you need to champion the bullying of children for the act of simply existing as their the authentic selves? I'm not just disgusted. I'm livid. The worst part is I'm platforming this garbage just voicing my anger. Like, because that's the other frustrating thing. By even talking about it, we're giving it more of a platform. But it's because, but we're, we're disparaging it. So, you know, we're trying to set it on fire. It, it, uh, it, uh,
1: but get <laughs> And for any white queers uh, <laughs> that aren't allies to the black and brown communities, Asian, Pacific Islander, any people of color. um, You know what we could say know. instead,
0: just because it's, it's, it's actually a really good one? Um, people of the global majority.
1: Oh, I haven't heard that before. Yeah. But that's um, a good term. That one came
0: across my radar a little while ago, and I'm like, hmm. This is a good moment for that. People of the global majority,
1: yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> um, so anyway, any white queers, uh, well, and all white people that are don't feel aligned with those causes, just know that these don't say gay bills. They are they usually are attacking race and queer issues. They're, they're trying to get it all done in one fell swoop. So, um, I, I think you should care about people of the global majority just because you're a human being. I think that's <laughs> why you should really care. <sighs> but if you need more motivation, it's also know that the people who are against queers right now, they're against the people of the global majority. It's... They're coming for us, too. <laughs> <It's> like...
0: <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> exact.
1: Oh, so... Oh. It's... It's it is scary. It's scary that Florida could. I don't know anything about Florida's Senate right. Uh, if they're, I mean, I'm sure they're majority Republican. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if it'll pass and become a law. But it's it's scary to think that those topics would be banned in school, and then would that be enforced? Like, it's well, just, it's very scary. It's
0: so it's sort of like Prop Eight in California. It's going to end up in, like, a very long legal battle. The ACLU will and and, uh, the the HRC will band together with a bunch of other organizations, and they will fight it. They will do what they can. But it's ultimately going to leave all of these students who are currently school age in a weird place where, A, if they are queer, do they come out? Maybe. Mm. Maybe not. If they go to a teacher because they think that teacher is a trusted friend and try to get some help, that teacher might feel compelled to turn on them and turn them in because they could lose their job and their livelihood if they don't um, or they can choose to protect that, that 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 student which is the correct choice in that situation in a lot of ways actually I shouldn't even say correct choice there's it's so difficult but honestly the the humanitarian choice is to protect that child that is completely defenseless in that situation absolutely um, and and possibly lose your job in your livelihood and never, and not get a teaching job again. Um, which is not just, again, I'm not just upset. I'm not just livid. I'm I'm just, I'm disgusted. I'm just, I am, I'm all of the feelings and the real, the real kicker of it all (laughs) is it's these motherfuckers (laughs) that do not want you to utter anything about how, no, oh, it may, it hurts my feelings when you tell me that we made lives hard for black people. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts my feelings that, 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 that you think I... I it, it makes me sad that I can't make fun of trans people. It makes me upset that I can't use words that I used to be able to, to use. It's those same people <clears throat> who also are like, we must get Christ back into the classroom.
1: <laughs> and it's so... There are actual politicians speaking in... You know, houses of representatives and senates all across uh, the country were actually using that. Well, my white little girl had to learn about racism, and she felt an emotion.
0: And <laughs> she and like, it hurt her. And you know what? A lot of those anecdotes are also lies.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of John them Oliver have... <laughs> just did a thing about this guy talked about a white little girl and it was just made up. It was just
0: a made up story. There was no way to corroborate it. And but also, <clears throat> if
1: you're teaching about racism, like people are bound to have feelings. You know why? Because racism and the history of slavery in this country is horrible. Yes. <laughs>
0: it's, it, 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 and, and it's, <clears throat> you should have an
1: emotional reaction to that.
0: I think back to eighth grade when we had history class with Miss and it was not perfect. She definitely was tailoring her lesson plans to make it so that it she wouldn't get a ton of angry letters from parents. Because even though Altoona is not the most conservative uh, city, it's not exactly the most far left-leaning city in the world either. Um, For sure. And a lot of rich white people who really want to keep their money. Um, <laughs> not a lot. A, 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 a handful. Um, and, but But she was teaching us legitimately like, no the whole like trail of tears business that you were taught before in fourth grade where it was like it was really hard for what we were being taught at the time indians um it's like no it it, it wasn't hard it was a <laughs> it was a forced migration <laughs> and, and 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 she just she went on in into it she was like no this is and she had a copy of lies my teacher told me not not a perfect book but again a book that at least started a conversation in a time 2000 like just before 9 actually just after 9-11 that would have been eighth grade that would have been right after 9-11 for me because it was seventh grade she was still like i'm gonna put this book right here that just if you ever want to take a peek at it it's there i cannot tell you to read it i'm not going to force you to read it but you you might I find don't... it interesting
1: <laughs> and looking back on that you know even back then the minefield it is to be a teacher mm-hmm. especially of history
0: Yep. And um, like I, I put my foot in my mouth every now and then because I have students who are um, of a more uh, a Christian leaning uh, type of type of belief system. And that's fine. Uh-oh. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> here comes queer old me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but. I will occasionally, because because they ask, they're like, so why why do we codify certain things about music in this way? And I'm like, it all basically stems back to the fall of Rome and the rise of the Catholic Church and how the Catholic Church basically dictated what Western music was going to be for the next uh, several centuries. And um, uh, they were they were in charge of everything, and they had all the money, and that means they had all the universities and they owned all the knowledge um, for about <laughs> you know for for several centuries. Once again, um, and that that oppressive force actually. Created some some specific reasons why we study music the way that we do, and also why some people are fighting hard against that. And I have made that comment in a way where I'm like, and you know how the Catholic Church can be uh, to uh, to people who identify as Catholic,
1: (laughs) which I think I yeah, and I think that exemplifies how these are difficult conversations to have. They are, yeah, you know, and people are I think are afraid to have them because they're afraid to hurt feelings and. And you should be maybe a little anxious to have these conversations. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you don't have them.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people are also afraid that they're going to misstep. They're going to say something that's not going to be the correct thing to say. And honestly, we've already said some things in this episode where I'm like, I can already think of two people who are not going to find that funny. And that's and that's just it. It's it's not... You
1: you, you probably will misstep.
0: Yeah. yeah. and And that's the thing is that like, but by... But by clamming up and being afraid of being, quote unquote, canceled, which, you eh, um, know, I hate <clears throat> that term. But but oftentimes the people who actually deserve to, like, have their platforms taken away from them just get in put in time out for a while. For some reason, Louis C.K. gets to go back on tour. Why are we letting that happen? Um, Right. While, like, what's what's their name on Twitter made, made a joke or a comment that maybe did not sit right with people. And now suddenly they're banned. You know what I mean? It is just bizarre to me that it takes so much for people with a certain amount of power and privilege to be silenced for even a minute. And then, you know, so like, I think for, for those of us in those of us in the common people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, those, those of us who are just like living mostly regular lives in a lot of ways, like, I think in some ways it is important for those of us with the privileges and the um, <clears throat> the positions in life to actually be willing to have conversations and speak up and say something when it's our turn and a good time for us to try. And also, we won't always be right about that. Sometimes we'll think, oh, this was a good time for me to say something. And then five minutes later realize it was not a good time for me to say something um, because I talked over someone or I put my voice in. In an area that in, in an arena that was not mine to put my voice in. But um I think the fear of doing that silences us to the point of I don't wanna make any comments about anything. I don't want
1: to talk about anything. Yeah. So to kind of bring us back <laughs> <laughs> Us <laughs> so, off topic? Never. <laughs> I mean, at the same time though, I think with the topics of these banning topics in schools. Mm-hmm. It's so. Of course, you go off on tangents because the history of racism, the history of homophobia, all of that. It's it's so um, it's so a part of the structures of this country in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like you went off on the tangent of music. It's it's in the history of music. It's in the history of of almost everything. Any anything you talk about, it's kind of like, oh, why is this this way? probably racism
0: (laughs) i was gonna say don't even get me started on the ways that most music that we consider quintessentially american were mostly from the black tradition and then co-opted by white people um that is an entire episode by itself Uh, exactly And so i think that's
1: why these bills are so scary is because the we need to be talking about these things because right now i feel like the way we're all we're all kind of learning about this as adults um, yeah. On our own, which is not the worst thing to, as long as you're trying. But I, I wish more of this was covered in school. Yeah. And and right now there's an active fight to cover less of it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> to take the minimal amounts that we are able to do in a way that is like safe and comfortable for a lot of teachers in these very difficult to teach in states, and we're trying to make it harder.
1: Um... I know because one thing I th- was thinking about <clears throat> was how the a lot of reasons we don't know how to have these conversations is because as kids, the adults we knew were not have. We learned from the adults around us, these are things you don't talk about. And maybe you don't talk about it at work. <laughs> you know, maybe... And I don't mean don't challenge people about racism and homophobia. What I mean is maybe at work you don't get into a roaring political debate. That I understand. You know,
0: um, well... What do you mean? You 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 can't just go to a patient's house and tell them that they're wrong about their racist beliefs. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and I'm
1: not saying don't challenge people no, in no, their no, thinking. No, no, I'm... I'm just but at the same time so I um but what I was thinking about was that we never learned how to do this as no, kids from discourse. A, the adults around we were us. not yeah. we
0: were not taught. So Aubrey actually said something in I was it the it might this have, is
1: Aubrey from Maintenance Face. Yes, Aubrey from Maintenance podcast. Face. Our our
0: sister podcast
1: that they don't <laughs> know.
0: Uh, <laughs> she made a comment in one of the more recent episodes. It might not actually be recent because I go back and re-listen to them all the time. Um, but she said that, oh, it was in the QAnon episode. So not recent at all. The Wellness to QAnon Pipeline. When you're having conversations with people that that you know you're not going to... like agree with each other on it if you come at it from a place of well you're an idiot for thinking that Um, oftentimes that's the right way Yeah, (laughs) yes the correct way (laughs) (laughs) oftentimes you're just not going to reach them in the way that you think you are because Mm -hmm. it's a reactionary cathartic for you moment of I'm saying something that is deeply satisfying for me to hear myself say and sometimes that's fine sometimes you gotta do that sometimes when you've been sitting back and listening to someone spout off homophobic shit for like five minutes and you're like listen here you pile of garbage <laughs> and you just kind of kind of kind of <laughs> let loose sometimes that catharsis is what you need it's harm reduction uh, <laughs> but uh but for the most part i think yeah when, when when somebody does raise something if it is a if it is a person that you actually want to carry on a relationship with and have like a meaningful discussion with i think there are ways to be like so what there's ways in what makes yeah. you believe that? Why do you think the way that you do about that? And coming from a place that we do, if we're having that conversation with another white person, we already have a privilege that people of color do not have. We we have specific privileged common ground with that white mm-hmm. person um, that will make that conversation already a safer conversation to have. However, there are people in my life I know, it would never be a safe conversation for me to have that with them.
1: And that's important to know is, and to not feel like you have to, (laughs) that trying to be a good social justice warrior, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's tough, (laughs) it is tough because I think sometimes you can feel like at every moment of every day, you have to constantly be challenged, people's perceptions, and it is okay um, to know when and when isn't the time.
0: Well, and... One thing that my therapist and I talk about all the time because I have to be reminded of it so often is that sometimes the mere, like, existence of you as a queer person, as a trans person, as somebody who identifies outside of the white, cis, heterosexual mainstream, sometimes you existing and functioning and living and being around other people is enough of a challenge to their worldview for you to actually make an impact, you know, and I'm not saying that that like you you ride that wave right like, uh, like 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 you don't you don't coast on that. But there there are some times where it's just like no, no I'm like... done. <laughs> 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 Mama did it, y'all.
1: Mama did it. Uh, I exist. <laughs> I am did. done for the day. She,
0: yeah, and and but but some days that is that is what you had to offer the cause. And I think that there is because like here's the thing: I have very little desire to fit into like mainstream cis heterosexual white culture in a lot of ways um i think i think my general presence in a room kind of kind of states that without me having to open my mouth um, a lot of the times um but that doesn't mean that i don't call people out when i'm like whoa 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 curious to know where that sentiment comes from right like what what do we what exactly are we saying there Um, Or if someone makes like a super sexist joke or a super like, or or, like a borderline, like, like not even overtly, but like a a covertly racist statement. It's like, mm, I'm curious to know what's like, it is it is cliche, but sometimes I am like, what's funny about that? (laughs) Like, really? What is funny about that? So I just it's it's those little ways. Sometimes sometimes we feel like everything has to be a grand gesture. There's a huge like I got up on a soapbox literally and I proclaimed that this person was a racist and a homophobe. And you know what? sometimes maybe i don't know I, is your life a 1940s movie musical i don't know um i, I <laughs> some days i wish it some days i'm like no i'd rather be dead uh, <laughs> but seriously I, I i do believe that i think that that sometimes it is important for those of us who are making an effort um And are digging in and trying to do something every single day that challenges us, that helps us see the world through a different viewpoint, to help us broaden the lens through which we, like, walk the day-to-day. It is totally fine to not have a broad, in-depth, peer-reviewed analysis of every single little thing that happens in our day-to-day. But you just, you make an effort each day to stay informed, to do something that helps you and the rest of the world continue on and Sometimes the I don't know some some days it's it's silly maybe to say this but like when someone's super duper nice to me for no reason in public I'm like that was weirdly like wow something went something good happened <laughs> you know like just like being nice to people and not having to be like a reply a reply person you know every yeah. time someone says something
1: actually um, which well, I and that brings us <laughs> perfectly into our last headline oh my goodness Which is, here it is, how to get pet hair off of literally everything, according to experts. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I knew we were approaching the end of our session, and I just thought Um. we should end on a laugh. But also, that also shows how the news is so backlashy because sometimes the new story is about getting pet hair off of everything. And then we're like, and back to the Ukraine. <laughs> it's
0: it's and, just like, Oh my God. And you know, like to, to just like really, really put, put that sentiment back out there for those of you listening who really feel like you've been, you've been trying, you are, you are making efforts, you are doing what you can, but also feeling completely powerless just know that like you are taking the steps that you can take right now and not one single human being can do it all and nor should any of us try to be everything that every single person on the planet needs and um but at the same time mama if you could just like solve the, the crisis at the, <laughs> the next episode at the next episode, if you could please write us an in-depth analysis <laughs> with solutions for yeah. all of this that'd be real great so i actually
1: <laughs> solved racism so next episode stay tuned for that and
0: then next week it's my turn we're we're we're, we're getting rid of transphobia y'all it's
1: done <laughs> <laughs> it's gone Oh, my goodness. Well, if you did listen to this episode, thank you. I I hope it was a good outlet for you and it didn't make you feel like, well, we probably should just give up. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, it was wonderful chatting with you, KJ.
0: Oh, until next time, Mama. Oh, slancha. It's <laughs> the silliest sound every time. I love it so oh. much. This episode's going to be a real downer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.